fighting for freedom every day. You as the individual, you have the power. You don't have to join a union. You go in as an entry-level position. You get the experience that you need. And then as you work up, you get better at your job, which means they pay you more. If they don't pay you more, then you go to another company to show what you've learned and what your value is to where you can get more. If they really don't like that, then you can go and start your own damn business because we have a free market, laissez-faire, capitalist society allegedly, to where you can actually go off and do your own thing. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. It is officially that time. We are ready to rock and roll. You made it to the end of the week. You made it into the holiday celebration. You made it into 4th of July and the Independence Day that some apparently don't like. We need to get rid of Independence Day to just celebrate Juneteenth, right? We need to get rid of Independence Day because it's just a bunch of white landowning, slave-owning jerks that tried to oppress individuals when they started this nation. That is the message that we get from some in the mainstream, some in the public education system, and some on the other side of the aisle, unfortunately. Where is our patriotism, by golly? Where is it that we can celebrate the greatest time of the year? Welcome into the broadcast. This is The Voice of Reason. I am Andy Hoosier, broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas, on our flagship radio station. But we are all over the place. Multiple radio stations, TV stations, live streaming and podcasting. Welcome aboard your Millennial General reporting for duty like we do every single day. Big show lined up for you today. Yes, we are going to try and keep it somewhat lighthearted. At the same time, this is one of the most patriotic times of the year. So therefore, we need to celebrate patriotism in all its glory because we're not afraid of nationalism. Not like white supremacy nationalism that the Democrats try and say, because that's stupid, but actual nationalism, being proud of your country. Apparently, competition's not a good thing anymore with some, because if you believe in one nation over another, because that's your home nation and you love it and you're proud of it, then that's creating some type of uh, competition and competitive state to where you put down other nations that kind of like sporting events now. You're not allowed to root for the home team sporting event because then that would be bad against another team or something. But uh, we're not going to live in those delirious worlds. I'm excited because I don't want to waste any time. excited to have right off the bat today to talk about Independence Day, 4th of July. Happy to you as maybe you're traveling out into your favorite camping spot or your fishing spot or you're bulking up the backseat of your car with those fireworks or the meat, although... I will say the prices of food. The What did the USDA say today? That near 17% increase in food year over year. Thanks, Joe Biden. Allow us to appreciate uh, the 4th of July all the more, right? What lessons can we learn from then at the beginning? The signing of the Declaration of Independence. The reason we celebrate this holiday coming up on Monday. And what could we learn from those lessons to today? Excited to have on the program. He's a former White House and Pentagon official. He's author of the new book, The 56, Liberty Lessons from Those Who Risked All to Sign the Declaration of Independence. Excited to have on the program Douglas McKinnon with us here. Douglas, how are you, my friend? Andy, thanks for having me on. I'm doing well. Very good. I am so glad to have you on. This is so appropriate and so perfect for this time of year because we could learn so much from what happened back then, couldn't we? Well, we can. And what happened was, the reason I did this book, Andy, was as of last July 3rd, I had no intention of writing it. And then on the 4th of July of last year, I took a little bit of a tour to some of the more liberal news sites out there. And on those shows, no surprise to you, was guest after guest after guest calling for not only the cancellation of the 4th of July, but the cancellation of our founding fathers and the cancellation of the American flag. And so I called my publisher, and that day I started writing the book. Because at what point do we stand up for ourselves, for our liberty, and for our freedom, right? 
That is very true. When did we get to that point? I mean, we can have our differences and we can talk about this and kind of how the landscape of the political the political landscape was back then, where we've had some pretty hearty discussions throughout American history. We've had some really challenging conversations some really challenging compromises, some really challenging struggles that we've had. But at the end of the day, we all knew that we loved the country and that we wanted to move the country in a better position. Nowadays, we don't have that. We have people that literally go out there and burn the American flag that say, damn America, and that the chickens are coming home to roost, that they try to renounce their citizenship if the other political aisle gets in power. They don't like where we're at. And that's a hard place to be when you want to have a some type of dialogue to make the country better. I mean, Andy, that's exactly right. You know, years ago, we had very healthy and, and friendly discussions about this. And now, unfortunately, so many people on the left, again, it's all, it, the woke cancel culture is a real movement and it's getting stronger by the day. And again, what I try to talk about in the book, if our history is bad, let us condemn it and learn from it. If it's good, let us praise it and build upon it, right? Yeah. But let us never, ever cancel our shared American history. As Thomas Jefferson said, that is the move of totalitarians who fear the people. And again, too many people on the left want socialism, want big government, want Marxism, because they fear the people. And again, it's up to the people to start speaking up for their own liberty. Amen to that. Let's go back in time a little bit and let's try and put ourselves in the position of some of those signers of the Declaration of Independence. Talk about the time, talk about the era, talk about the political landscape and the decision they were coming to when they signed the Declaration, which really was a death warrant for many of them. Well, it, it, exactly, Andy. And again, and it, unfortunately, as you and I know, and you've talked about this, they don't teach American history in schools anymore. At least they don't teach honest American history in schools anymore. And when these 56 men lined up to sign the Declaration of Independence, every single one of them knew he was signing his own death warrant. And yet they still signed. And guess what? So many of them paid a severe price. A number of these 56 were imprisoned. Their homes were burned to the ground. Their livestock were slaughtered. Their wives were arrested. Their wives were sexually abused. Their sons were executed. And these other people, the most courageous people that, you, that had the vision to create the greatest nation on the face of the earth, and people on the left want to cancel that part of American history and condemn them. And the mistake they make, Andy, and they do this on purpose, it's not even a mistake so much, it's a, it's a strategy, is they view 1776 through a very biased liberal prism of 2022, and they're trying to, again, create a narrative that they would want to force on, guess what, 80% of the American people who think the way you and I do. Yeah. When they say that they were, that the signers of the Declaration, the workers of the Constitution, that these founding fathers of this nation were just a bunch of rich landowners, slave owners, property owners, how they were the rich elites that were trying to dominate, was that necessarily true? Because I seem to remember many of the signers of the Declaration, when they were trying to start this nation and how difficult that was, they ended up dying in the poorhouses. Well, many of them did. And in fact, you know, many of the 56 were, in fact, you know, almost as poor as church mice back right, as, as the expression goes. A number of them were wealthy, but then even guess what? The wealthy members of the 56 were so courageous because guess what? Back in 1776, very much like today, the wealthy tended to, uh, in 1776, they were loyalists. They supported the crown. Why? Because they didn't want to rock the boat. They wanted their money coming in. They wanted to make sure they had their luxuries. And these 56 that had money went against that grain and said, enough is enough. If we don't stop this, the tyranny of the crown right now, we are going to have no existence and no life. And they stepped up to sacrifice everything they had to create this nation. 
That is very true. We're talking with Doug McKinnon, author of the book, The 56 Liberty Lessons from Those Who Risked It All to Sign the Declaration of Independence. There is a new survey that I'm going to talk about later on in the show today about how near a quarter of the population says that it's almost getting to the point to where they're willing to pick up arms against the federal government because they're so frustrated with the decision making going on in Washington, D.C., what we're seeing in the nation right now with such division, with so, uh, with so many people that despise the United States and, and hate it and try to renounce their citizenship or just fight against it, or as Barack Obama used to say, fundamentally transform the nation, are we getting to the point of what we were at with the level of tension and anger and, and finally just being done with everything is what we were back in the day for a revolution? I think we're getting to the point where working-class Americans and hardworking people you know, feel they've been abandoned by their leaders, by their country, right? And one of the reasons for that, and I talk about it in the book, is I believe over the course of the last 50 or 60 years, the left and the far left have gained control over what I call the five major megaphones of our nation, that being the media, entertainment, academia, and Andy, have have we seen of late, science and medicine, right? And again, when they have control over those five major megaphones, they can accomplish much more through omission. If they don't talk about it, if they didn't report it, it didn't happen. And one of the things they don't want to report is the bad news about socialism, the bad news about Biden, all of the things that are destroying this nation. And again, it's one of these things where also what I talk about in the book, one of my favorite speeches and probably one of yours is Teddy Roosevelt's 1910 Man in the Arena speech, where Roosevelt said, the credit belongs to the person on the floor of the arena who's fighting the good fight, who gets knocked down, who gets bloodied, who gets up time and again to fight for his and her rights and not the people sitting in the peanut gallery criticizing that person. And I think for us, Andy, people that believe in this nation, people that believe in the rule of law, people that believe these 56 were heroes, we have to start raising our voice more because guess what? No one is going to ride over the horizon to save us. We have to save ourselves. Yeah, we're going to have to do it ourselves. And I think that's leading to, as you mentioned, when they control the narrative for the media and for the talking points out of D.C. and what they're doing, and they lie to us when they pass a massive omnibus federal budget and they talk about, well, if we don't pass this, then people will die in the streets, and yet only 2% of it's actually going to the people that are dying in the streets, then we re- we're starting to realize that they're lying to us. And it leads to a point to where many individuals just don't believe anything they hear. And that's just as dangerous as if everybody's just blindly following. Well, it is. And again, it's one of these things, too, if you're a conservative or a person of faith, and then you sort of had some faith uh, in the Republican Party, and then you see time and again where too many Republicans go with the entrenched elite, Washington, D.C., instead of the conservatives, instead of the American people, at that point you think, who do I turn to? How can I save myself? Because ultimately this is about providing for ourselves, providing for our family, providing for our children and grandchildren. And you can see the writing on the wall. And again, this really is in many ways comparable to the the rise and fall of the Roman Empire. And again, and our nation is crumbling before our eyes, because the far left is destroying the foundation underneath us. That is true. What is it going to take to get back to actually understanding the value of the nation, the freedoms that we get to express instead of actually taking advantage of them and not really appreciating them, understanding the founding fathers and our grassroots? Can we get back to that point? Are we able to kind of reseal up that foundation and educate the young generation moving forward? Or is it so far gone with those that despise it so passionately that uh, we're really just going to have to accept that a chunk of the nation's um, going to not appreciate what they get to enjoy every day. No, we, we don't have to accept it, Andy, and that's sort of the good news. Again, and sort of, again, these 56 and the founding fathers, and I talk about it in the book, is what they said was, unless and until they imprison us, unless and until they take our lives, 
They cannot take our voices. They cannot silence us. And again, we have an obligation to start talking about what's important to us, to our neighbors, to our families, to our coworkers. We can have these conversations at home. We can have it at church. We can have it at the supermarket. We can have it bowling alley. We can have it across the fence. But we have to start having these conversations. Word of mouth worked in 1776, okay? Yeah. And word of mouth can work in 2022, but we have to have those conversations. Well, I think we have to remember how to have those conversations that's not just on social media and the Tweety. I mean, everybody felt almost isolated when they banned Donald Trump off of Twitter and they silenced uh, so many, and Arts show included, I mean, on social media when we upload a video on YouTube or on Facebook or on Twitter, and it just goes away for quote-unquote misinformation. We've forgotten how to have that dialogue, but Republicans, I think, and conservatives especially, are really good at honing in on grassroots campaigning and trying to get the word of mouth out by actually having a conversation in the community, aren't we? Well, we are, and again, and I address that in the book too, Andy, because at a certain point, if you look at conservatives, Republicans, and people of traditional faith that have money, that have wealth, you're talking about collectively over $1 trillion of wealth in this country, right? And again, at a certain point, they have to get into that arena that Teddy Roosevelt talked about. They have to start creating universities, media sites, entertainment companies. And again, not to turn them into conservative echo chambers, right? But to turn them into just basically institutions of free speech where someone can talk about their vision for the country and not get and not lose their job and not have a you know the woke cancel culture come after them. And we have the ability to do that and these there's a trillion dollars out there and we have to get into the game to save our nation. Yeah, actually have a dialogue. Let's take a break here. It's Doug McKinnon. The 56 is the book. We'll talk some more about that. What can we do to save this nation and enjoy something like Independence Day coming up this weekend? Lots more coming up for a Friday here on The Voice of Reason. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Andy Hoosier here, reminding you not only can you listen to The Voice of Reason on your favorite radio station, but also check out the video of the program on TV and online. We're excited to be working with our partners over at OpsLens to bring The Voice of Reason live every day on their website at OpsLens.com, on the OpsLens app that you can download on any of your smartphones, or on any of the OpsLens social media. It's a great network that broadcasts multiple shows promoting truth, reason, and common sense, reaching thousands of viewers every day, all day long. Plus, while you're there, you can always watch some of the best highlights of the show during the weekends or read our latest opinion columns on topical issues of the day. Also, if you want to interact with me during the program, just leave a comment on their social media or the OpsLens app stream. You can always join the live chat rooms, or if it's easier, just email me at network at gmail.com. Again, that's network at gmail.com. This is your show, and we want to hear from you. Why? Because it's time for you to be your own voice of reason in your own community. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at network at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at hoosierreason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at network at gmail.com or find our contact information at hoosierreason.com. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You want some more reason throughout the day? Well, now it's easier than ever to find. Here's what you do. Check out the website at HoosierReason.com. There you can find past shows, links to all of our social media, special features, our monthly blogs, and a heck of a lot more. Plus, make sure to check in frequently as we're constantly working to add more goodies that you'll really enjoy. Also, you can always subscribe and follow our social media sites for bonus content, articles that we use on the show, or maybe some additional rants. Yeah, it's all that and so much more. Check it all out at HoosierReason.com.
bring some reason into your day. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. You know, reason, common sense, rationale, whatever floats your boat. Welcome back into the program. 24 minutes past the hour. Getting you set for the 4th of July Independence Day weekend. We are not live on Monday. We'll be back at it again on Tuesday. But you can find us all over our social media at Who's Your Reason. Also, the website at Who'sYourReason.com. we got a few minutes left here with Doug McKinnon, author of the book The 56, Liberty Lessons from Those Who Risked All to Sign the Declaration of Independence. Doug, now, I see a lot, and I enjoy the flag, the Gatson flag, the Don't Tread on Me flag that has been uh, become popular over the last few years, really under the Tea Party a few years ago. And then the Tea Party kind of died off. But the Gatson flag still... An extremely popular flag, I think, for a lot on the conservative end of the aisle. And with these poll numbers coming out showing that they don't support the federal government, that we feel like we're alienated out of our nation, that we're not necessarily proud of the government, then I separate the government from patriotism and love of country as two completely separate things here. But when we say don't tread on me and we're not going to stand for it, do we really mean it and do we know how to do that? Uh, because I think we've lost the ability to just stand up and say no. Uh, I think we started to get that back a little bit during the COVID-19 pandemic with some of the mask mandates and the lockdowns and the vaccine mandates. But outside of that, like we say, don't tread on me while we go to the DMV and pay for our taxes to re-register our, our vehicle. So do we really know how to really stand up and say no to the government? I think the answer is no, you know, to that question, Andy, because, you know, sort of what the left and what liberals have counted on for the last number of decades is that the fact that conservatives, Republicans, people of faith, libertarians, because they're so polite, because they do believe in the rule of the law, because of civility, they won't fight for their rights. And, and unfortunately, in some ways, that has been tr- proven true, right, over the, over the last number of years. And fight for your rights doesn't mean you have to go into the streets. We're not going to be anarchists, okay? Yeah like the left, but it does mean you can decide to start running for every local office you can. You can decide to try to take back your school board. You can decide to take back your city council. You can decide to take back your voice for your town. These things are doable. The left is very, very good at this. And in some ways, we have to mimic their passion, if not their activities, because the passion on the right in terms of traditional faith and traditional conservatives is is honestly lacking right now. Sure. That is right, you. And I guess as we go into the last minute or so here, are we able to get that back? And do you think that you're seeing kind of a, a, a revitalization of the the movement to stand up and actually change things? Because I am seeing a lot of parents stand up and try to run for school boards all over the nation. We have more candidates running under the Republican Party right now going into midterms and for next year than I think I've ever seen. And they announced really early. I think that right now our side is fired up because we've seen the lack of respect in the uh, uh, across America, all over different communities. And we're I think we're trying to bring it back right now. I think you're 100% right, Andy, because as you just said, sort of with the dramatic dictate overreach by so many bureaucrats and so many politicians with regard to the virus and with regard to lockdown and masking of our children and keeping our children out of schools, I think people finally have started to wake up and they've decided, you know what, I can make a difference. I can stand up. I can speak for my rights. And it's one of these things where it's dramatically important that we keep these conversations going now. The pendulum is swinging a little bit back in our favor, but that's all about the momentum that we create over the next few months and years. Yeah. 
So what it's all about, the fight is ongoing. And like you said, we don't have to cause the anarchy like Black Lives Matter or Antifa. We can actually be constructive and do something about it instead of just complaining about it like the childlike mentality on the other side of the aisle. It is the 56 Liberty Lessons from Those Who Risked All to Sign the Declaration of Independence. Doug McKinnon, you can find him online as well with uh, his information at posthillpress.com. Doug, it's great to talk to you, my friend. I love this book. I hope it does really well. we got to get you back on the show again soon. Anytime. It's been an honor, Andy, and happy 4th of July to you and your listeners. Hey, you as well. Happy 4th of July, too. There it is. Great conversation. When we come back, I want to continue this conversation. What can we do? Let's bring some patriotism back. Let's bring some excitement back to the holiday. Let's blow up the fireworks. Let's have some fun, and let's like drown out their cries as they try to say that we don't need a celebration for the country anymore because that's evil and nationalist and all this other crap they try to say. We'll do some of that when we come back here. Wrapping up, getting you set for the holiday. It is The Voice of Reason. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You know, when I get off the air every day, the battle for me against limited government censorship and even unfactual content is far from over. That's why now I'm so happy to say that the Hoosier Media Network is giving you more opportunity to catch the voice of reason along with other great shows and podcasts. It's been a long time in the works, and now you can finally enjoy more great content, services, and topical shows. We're the safe space for alternative talk, information, and ideas that the mainstream media absolutely hates. From holistic and alternative medicine, discussions on religion and spirituality, hear entertainment shows, and of course yours truly with the voice of reason. Plus, we offer numerous media services, including helping you set up your own podcast, become your own voice of reason, and bring your expertise to any fun issue or topic. For information on all of our shows, links to podcasts, each show website or social media link, or to find out about everything we do to challenge the mainstream establishment, visit our website at HoosierMedia.com. Again, that's HoosierMedia.com, the future of media. When Reason Meets Radio, you're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. Last half hour on the home stretch here. The show goes by way too fast. Fastest hour of radio on, well, radio plus TV, live streaming, podcasting, however you watch or listen to the show. We love you and appreciate you very, very much for hanging out with us every day like you always do. I feel bad. I really do. I got to feel bad. Thanks again, by the way, to Doug McKinnon. Awesome conversation. The 56. You got to check out his book talking about the Declaration of Independence, the signers of it, what they were all about, the struggles they had to go through. There was so much more that we wanted to talk about. I mean, the compromises that had to be made, the conversation that had to be made for them willing to put their necks on the line to say, we are willing to start an entirely new nation to lose all of our income, to lose all of our resources, to lose everything that we have in this nation right now to start over, to do it our way. Because we have a dream, we have a vision, and we know exactly what we need to get done here for freedom for everybody. Can you imagine, to put yourself in their shoes for just a moment and to imagine what was going through their minds? And when they signed on that dotted line, the most dangerous signature that they've ever had to sign that could have led to their death, and it did for many individuals, to lead to their death for signing that we're going to break away from our government and start something new. That is risky. That is bold. And I salute them because we wouldn't be where we are today unless they had done something like that. Now, let's fast forward to 2022. And while we're trying to celebrate that, we have the fireworks, we have the food, we have the travel, we have the friends and family, we have everything going on. And all of that that we find ways to celebrate is kind of a disaster. 
Thanks, thanks, Joe Biden. I almost said Barack Obama, which I'm sure he's behind the scenes doing the same thing. But thanks, Joe Biden, for the disaster of a holiday that we're seeing already to start off, as this is the busiest travel weekend of the entire nation of the year. And according to the Daily Mail, the air travel is a complete disaster right now. More than 300 flights are being canceled for the 4th of July weekend right now. 2,894 flights have been delayed, along with... You know, okay, you know what? I can't fly. Let's go ahead and drive somewhere. Oh, we can't drive. We have $5 gallons of gas. We can't afford to do something like that. Okay, you know what? Let's just stay home and have a big barbecue with all the friends and family. Oh, we can't because the meat's 17% more expensive than year over year than what we had seen before. I can't even afford that. All right, let's go ahead and just get a bunch of fireworks. Oh, we can't get fireworks because there's a shortage on the supply chain where they haven't come in and the cargo ships yet, and it's really expensive with the 9% inflation rates. Man, talk about ruining a holiday for us, Joe Biden. Well done. Well done. (laughs) Uh, It's a little crazy. Uh, Yeah, but you know what? That's okay. So fireworks shows actually are under attack right now because apparently there's now a new conversation to where you don't need to be blowing things up and risk a fire or risk damage. I saw a picture. Someone posted online today there was a an x-ray like numerous different x-rays of people's hands that were like completely mangled and the bones were looking different directions and stuff and they said just be aware of you know the safety for fireworks so you don't harm yourself because remember that they were the cannons and the the guns and everything that was shooting during the war not the celebration after the war and I mean, of course, me being the snarky guy that I am, I said, all right, so if I do lose my hand shooting off fireworks, then that's a badge of glory that I was, you know, celebrating and reenacting what they were doing in the Revolutionary War. So it's not like an oops, you were just really stupid. But hey, that's a badge of honor because you lost your hand like so many did in the Revolutionary War. I'm lumping it up to that because that's my snarkiness. Thank you very much. I'll be here all day. But uh, yeah, seriously, be careful. And there's an attack on it. There has been for a long time, by the way. Here in Wichita, where I'm based out of, the city of Wichita always has their cap to where you can't shoot off the really big fireworks. You can only have the six-foot-tall ones, the, the sparkler, or the, uh, uh, what do they call them, the showers. And I don't like those. If you're going to shoot off fireworks, shoot off fireworks. The big ones. The big kahunas. I want it to go 100 foot in the air. I want it to almost knock an airplane out. I want to see the big boys to where it shows up with 10 different colors and it explodes for like, you know, three minutes straight and you're just like, ooh. That is my God-given patriotic constitutional duty to do so. And no one's going to tell me otherwise, which is why I moved slightly out of the city so I don't have to fall within those, <laughs> those limitations within the city. But they're trying to get rid of them altogether. Now, obviously, be careful. Don't start a fire. If it's really dry in your area because of the droughts, then be extra cautious. Take care of your pets. I always get that email. That's the email I always get every every year. You know, it's got to ruffle the animals, and the animals don't like it, and you got to be very careful. It's once a year, and you know it's coming. There are ways for you to calm them down. You can put them in the basement. You can do whatever you have to do. My dog loves them. My dog, when we always do fireworks, she sits in the bed of the truck with everybody while I'm shooting them off in the middle of the street, and she loves it, and she'll sit there and just watch it and enjoy. My dog loves them. So I don't know what the other dogs are all about and what their problem is, but there are ways to calm them down. But you know it's coming. It's not like it's a surprise and, oh, my gosh, what's going on in my community? All of a sudden I need to start, like, you know, complaining and calling the cops to try and uh, stop the noise violation because it's interrupting my dog. 
You know it's coming. It happens every year. Prepare and plan accordingly. I'm just throwing that out there. But there's been an attack on fireworks for years. And now they're starting to change the narrative to say, hey, you know what? We don't need to do fireworks because now we can do drones. You ever see those? I know. I know. You ever do, see those drone shows? Where they and it's really cool. The drones go up and they show the different colors, and it's almost like a scene, a, a scene out there, and and you can do presentations that way. But it's not the same. And this might just be the get off my lawn, old angry guy within me that's coming out right now. But no, I want fireworks. I want colorful, beautiful, loud, obnoxious fireworks that smell like gunpowder and black powder every time they go off. I want to smell the smoke coming out of the tube every time that it fires off. I want <laughs> I want that nostalgic nostalgic feeling. I'm not going to get that with a silent little drone that's going to be up in the sky just going to be forming into some sort of color. That's cool, and I'll go see those shows, but that's not my 4th of July celebration. I just can't do it. I know, times are changing, Andy. Get with the times. And I'm 33, I'm a millennial, but I, I just can't get on board with the changing of times right now. According to Axios.com right now, colorfully lit drones are set to be flying in patriotic formations over cities all over the U.S. This 4th of July is the newfangled alternative to fireworks, particularly in some of the bone-dry areas in the West. Finally, there's an appealing alternative to those traditional pyrotechnics, which critics have been hating for years due to the noise, pil- uh, news- noise pollution injuries and environment. Environmental harm. What environmental harm is there for fireworks, for crying out loud? They'll find everything to hate on today, won't they? They say demand's so high that a handful of companies that operate drone lights shows say that they're completely booked and have been for months leaving lots of late-to-the-table municipalities out of luck for the year. It is so popular that they can't keep up with some of these. Demand has been, quote, exponentially larger than last year. Uh, different cities have told Axios, if we're tracking the evolution of this year, I don't think most communities knew this was a viable option. After some of the winter wildfires last year that destroyed parts of Colorado and the Denver area, uh, many parts of Colorado. Well, I can see Colorado. You're not supposed to fire fireworks up in the mountains, all the dry pine needles. Okay, I get it, but come on, man. Going for the drones. I, I, I don't know. That's the issue that I had this year. We have... Too much technology, too many things changing. In my conservative mind where things are good, why mess with a system that's not broken? I'm very angry right now. Air travel can't happen to go visit family and friends or go on vacation. You can't drive because the gas is too damn high. The meat's really expensive to where you can't barbecue. And now they're taking away our fireworks. This is an American catastrophe, I think, for individuals that want to celebrate the holiday. (laughs) Oh, man. All right. That's enough of my complaining for the day. There is a new poll that's out today, I guess, in our latest of What's Trending story. What's trending today? There's a new poll that's out that I think we need to be concerned about, I think, in a good and bad and just an awareness mindset overall, is according to The Guardian, there are a lot of people just frustrated with the country. Now, I try to decipher and, and split the two in the country. Remember, in our conversations, the government is separate from the country. The country, the symbolism of the country, the American flag, singing the national anthem, saying the Pledge of Allegiance, being patriotic and having that nationalism and love of country, that is completely separate from the government. It always has been and it always will be. When they try to call us nationalists for loving the country because, well, you're just saluting blindly to the government. No, I don't give a damn what the government's doing. 95% of the time, the federal government's wrong. They're doing something they're not supposed to do, and I don't want anything to do with them. But I love the country. I love who we are as a nation. 
we're not divided as much as the media and the federal government tries to tell us when they tra- pass all these identity politics bills. We're not divided. We all get along. We love each other. We love everybody. We want everybody in our community to get along and just go about it because they're part of our community. And that's what America is, the melting pot. I still truly believe that it is a melting pot. Other people are starting to use the concept of a mosaic. I think we're still the melting pot. We have cultures, numerous different cultures and small little communities where everybody loves it and gets along and learns from each other. And that's what this nation was intended to be for everybody to get along. But right now, the latest polls show that that's not how some people believe in this nation. As the survey indicates, distrusting government among party lines with 56% of participants say they generally trust elections to be conducted fairly and accurately. Republicans and Democrats and independents were dramatically split on the point as 80% of Democrats say they trust elections. Independents were at 51%. Republicans were at 33%. Here's some other interesting bits from the poll. More than a quarter of U.S. residents feel so estranged from their own government, they say that it soon might feel like me necessary to take up arms against the federal government. That's 25% of the population. That's scary because we don't advocate for that. We don't want that. That is a horrible, very last, bottom-of-the-line alternative to do something about our nation because we do fight peacefully which is why when we say don't tread on me and we wear the Gatson flag we do a horrible job at representing the Gatson flag because we wear the flag on our ball cap while we go and we register at the DMV or we pay the additional tax out of our paycheck or we go to the store and pay the additional sales tax or we just go about it when they say that we're not allowed to do X, Y, and Z we do it because we know that it's wrong and we abide by the rules while we say don't tread on me, but now a quarter of the population saying they're willing to take up arms? What does that mean for the future of the country? We'll talk about some of that when we come back here on The Voice of Reason. Stay here for a Friday. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Andy Hoosier here, reminding you not only can you listen to The Voice of Reason on your favorite radio station, but also check out the video of the program on TV and online. We're excited to be working with our partners over at OpsLens to bring The Voice of Reason live every day on their website at OpsLens.com, on the OpsLens app that you can download on any of your smartphones, or on any of the OpsLens social media. It's a great network that broadcasts multiple shows promoting truth, reason, and common sense, reaching thousands of viewers every day, all day long. Plus, while you're there, you can always watch some of the best highlights of the show during the weekends or read our latest opinion columns on topical issues of the day. Also, if you want to interact with me during the program, just leave a comment on their social media or the OpsLens app stream. You can always join the live chat rooms, or if it's easier, just email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. Again, that's HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. This is your show, and we want to hear from you. Why? Because it's time for you to be your own voice of reason in your own community. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You want some more reason throughout the day? Well, now it's easier than ever to find. Here's what you do. Check out the website at HoosierReason.com. There you can find past shows, links to all of our social media, special features, our monthly blogs, and a heck of a lot more. Plus, make sure to check in frequently as we're constantly working to add more goodies that you'll really enjoy. Also, you can always subscribe and follow our social media sites for bonus content, articles that we use on the show, or maybe some additional rants. Yeah, it's all that and so much more. Check it all out at HoosierReason.com.
Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. Fighting for freedom every day. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into it. Last few minutes of the program. Wrapping up. Going by way too fast here on the show like we do every day for a Friday. Going into the holiday with Independence Day. According to The Guardian right now, though, many individuals not liking where we're at with this nation. 56% of participants say they're concerned with the direction we're going. 49% of Americans concur that they're, they feel more and more like a stranger in their own country. Now, that's not good polling, not just for the nation as a whole, but especially for the Biden administration that's trying to say that he's the president for the entire country. Because right now, we are starting to feel like strangers, aren't we? We're starting to put other countries and other individuals up on the pedestal of the top priorities in this country. And for the average Joe Schmo worker, you're kind of not important to Democrats right now. You're really not important to anybody in Washington, D.C. right now because it's all about their special interest group. It's all about the niche demographic that they're looking for, trying to pander to, trying to appeal to, instead of just the general population. And more individuals just feel like they're not going along and feel a little bit estranged from their own party. Uh, with that, again, the number reflected sharp political divisions with 69% self-describing as strong Republicans, 65% self-described as very conservative, and 38% say they're strong Democrats. But the vast majority saying they're not feeling very safe or they're starting to feel like a stranger in their own country. Now, this quarter of individuals that feel like we may have to pick up arms at some point in this nation, what do we do about something like that? How do we calm down the tensions that are in this nation? How do we calm down individuals to realize that, yeah, you know what? We have major issues in this country. Yeah, we don't feel like this is our home any longer. We feel like a stranger in our own country. What do we do about that? Does it take a revolution? God forbid that ever happens. That would break my heart. That's horrible to think about something like that. Our own community is divided. An uprising within our own nation, a secondary civil war, would be probably the end of this nation. We would not be able to recover from something like that, which is why we've taken matters into our hands and running for elections and running for offices and making sure the electoral process is secure. I mean, we, we saw the headline a couple of days ago that New York, with their primary just a few days ago, Many precincts in the state of New York didn't even have Republican primary ballots at the precinct. Now, you want to talk about potential voter fraud or rigging an election. Imagine that you're a Republican walking into a, your precinct to go and vote. And they're like, oh, sorry, we have Democrat primary ballots. No, no, no. I'm a Republican. I want to vote as a Republican. No, we don't have any of those. Sorry, you're not allowed to vote at this location. You can't vote. But this is my precinct. Where do I go? I can't vote outside of my precinct and outside of my district. This is where I vote. Sorry, you can't vote then because we don't have any Republican primary ballots. That was the news just a few days ago coming out. So, yeah, we have some serious issues with our electoral process. 
We need to feel like it is safe and secure, which many individuals in this nation do not at this time. But regardless of those issues, we're starting to make the changes. Schools, they became the issue. Guess what? Now we're running for school boards. And Republicans are winning, by the way, all across the board. We just have to start paying attention to it. We've directed our attentions elsewhere with, like, you know, working two or three jobs, trying to bring money in to take care of the family, trying to deal with the inflation, trying to jump through the red tape uh, from the government and all the regulations the government has for us. We've tried to jump through all of those things, and we've kind of forgotten to take care of things on the home front. That's the biggest issue with many individuals, isn't it? The fights that many couples have is, oh, you're working too much, you're not home focused on the family oh yeah we have to focus on that family a little bit have the conversation with the kids because then you'll know what they're being taught in their schools then you'll know what's going on with our history classes to where they can learn about the founding fathers then we start rebuilding that foundation of understanding and appreciating this nation and understanding the flaws and wanting to fix the flaws all the power to you become the activist and make the world a better place that's what you well that's what we as the nation and as the people are here for but appreciate it, love it, accept it as the greatest nation on the face of the earth, even with all those flaws out there, that we are still the greatest nation on the face of the earth and that we can fix it internally because our founding fathers were no dummies. They knew how to fix a system. They knew the system was going to be broken. They knew the system was going to be abused. They knew that things were going to turn sour and they put back doors into the system for us to be able to fix them. We don't have to pick up arms. We can do it diplomatically, and it's working. And the other side that despises this nation, they're the ones that are causing the havoc and the outcries when they get voted against taking away the guns, when they get voted against actually having abortion at the national level, when they get voted against on the whole church and state separation thing, when they get voted against on with other issues and the environmental policies, they're the ones losing their minds because they don't hold the traditional American values. We just have to drown them out with our fireworks and awesomeness this weekend. Happy 4th of July. Happy Independence Day podcast up in a little bit. We're back at it on Tuesday next week. Until then, be your own voice of reason. Have a wonderful weekend. We'll see you on the radio. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You know, when I get off the air every day, the battle for me against limited government, censorship, and even unfactual content is far from over. That's why now I'm so happy to say that the Hoosier Media Network is giving you more opportunity to catch the voice of reason along with other great shows and podcasts. It's been a long time in the works, and now you can finally enjoy more great content, services, and topical shows. We're the safe space for alternative talk, information, and ideas that the mainstream media absolutely hates. From holistic and alternative medicine, discussions on religion and spirituality hear entertainment shows and of course yours truly with the voice of reason plus we offer numerous media services including helping you set up your own podcast become your own voice of reason and bring your expertise to any fun issue or topic for information on all of our shows links to podcasts each show website or social media link or to find out about everything we do to challenge the mainstream establishment visit our website at hoosiermedia.com again that's hoosiermedia.com the future of media